Welcome to WIFE, Walk in Faith Everyday Ministries Wednesday Night Bible Study with Brother Gerard Williams. We thank you for gathering together once again to fellowship in the living Word of God. Amen. Amen, amen. Welcome everybody. Welcome to another Bible study with, Mr. with Brother Gerard Williams. Before we go, before we do anything, y'all, let's 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 come before God in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you as brothers and sisters once again in reverence of you, Lord, as we all dwell into your living word. Allow this word to manifest in our various spirits of God. Allow this word, uh, allow this word to move us in the ways that we should be living through you, dear Lord. Allow each and every one of us to hear the word that you have before us, dear God. I ask of you this day, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? All right, this week, I'm going to continue on to the letters of Paul as he was giving them out to all the churches across the Roman Empire at that time. And last week, as you can see, he was uh, writing letters to the people of Ephesus. So I'm going to continue on to, to, to that basis right there. I'm going to be reading from Ephesians 5, chapter 5 and chapter 6. In verse 1, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Here we have Paul dropping some more gems on the people of Ephesus. Preferably the Gentiles like me and you Since it has already been been established that we are now children of God Believers of Christ We should aim to be just like God Be Christ like Now we already know that we can never be God himself But what we can do is live in the way that he has intended for us to live We all know some of the ways that Christ lived as he walked the earth He was a very humble he, he didn't judge anybody because he, we, we know that God is the one to judge. He always spread the gospel between between his fellow brothers and sisters. That is, he, he was also an adamant prayer too. He, was, he kept praying. He was, he was big on praying and keeping that connection with God. Keeping that conversation with God. So as brothers and sisters, that is some of the ways that we can, that we can put in our lives to, make, to allow us to be more like Christ. To live like Christ. To live like God. Amen? Amen. I'm going to continue on to verse 3. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, they are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. 
For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Amen? Amen. Amen. We already know there are many things that have no place in God's kingdom. You cannot call yourself a child of God if you are continuously partaking in these sinful activities. And y'all know them sinful activities I'm talking about too. That fornication, that 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 using those using drugs, lying, cheating, stealing, gambling, just being greedy, hoard, just hoarding things of the world. All those things are not of God, and I and I guarantee you this: you will not inherit anything that God has to offer you if you if you plan on partaking in these activities. It's best for you to go ahead and turn away now. Don't let this world fool you or deceive you in thinking that any of these things are fun. It may be pleasing and fun to the fun to the flesh, but I guarantee you, once again, God is looking down on you like you a slap fool, like like you know better. You know better. You know you shouldn't be doing the things, but why? Why are you doing them? That's that flesh, y'all. Don't forget that that's your old self, like I talked about last week. We cru we crucified ourselves to the cross the same way they crucified Jesus. We are new creations now. So we have no reason of backtracking back to those things that we once were or what we once knew. And if you and if you have peers or friends that are trying to entice you on these these sinful activities, for the sake of your soul, you should find someone else to hang around, hang out with. Yes, they're going to talk about you. Yes, they're going to talk down on you. They're going to pick on you. They're going to call you lame, call you a peon. They're going to laugh at you. But God will always get the last laugh. Just look at the way they did Jesus. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They spit on him. They even they they even went as far as killing him. So what you so what you think the world is gonna do to you? They're gonna do the same thing to you once they figure, once they find out that you have chosen the right to take the righteous path. Amen? Amen. Continue on verse 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See, Paul was trying to tell us something, my brothers and sisters. It is imperative that we stay away from people that is doing the deeds of the enemy. Like I said before, like we all had that one friend that we was very that we was close with, y'all. Like until my our day one homie, our, our ace boom coon. But deep down, we knew deep down we knew there was something. We always find ourselves getting into some type of situation every time we was with them. Like deep down, we really knew like. I am not, I'm not supposed to be hanging out with you because I really don't stand for what you what you stand for. But you so fun and we just have such a good time. I'm gonna just undermine that anyway. That feeling that y'all get, that's a spirit telling you like, hey, you need to stop what you're doing right now. You need to leave that where it's at because right, that's a dead thing right there. And you need to come walk with me where you where you have more life at. Amen. Amen. God will always expose the enemy. Because he loves us that much. And he is here to protect his children. 
And if you are one of the ones that is letting the devil use you against his children, I'm going to tell you something. You can't hide forever. Like I said, anything that, like the, like Paul said, anything that's done in the dark that is going to come to light. God's light will show us everything that you are doing and you will, and you will be punished. I don't have to touch you. God will. I just have to stay away from that. That's what, That's all I have to do. I just have to make sure I excuse myself from those deeds that you're trying to get me involved in. Because, because the fact that I'm a child of God, I know better now. I'm not foolish anymore. Like my mind is clean now. Jesus has my mind now. So he's going to tell me if you're trying to get me, trying to get me caught up in some kind of, some evil situation that you think that I'm not aware of, but really the spirit already done told me what's going on. That's called the gift of discernment. Amen. 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 Verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm not stupid and you ain't stupid. So please y'all do not be no fool out here in this evil world. Don't just be so ready to jump in a situation without thinking it through. Especially jump in a situation that has no God in it whatsoever. Just don't even play yourself like that. Especially never do something because somebody else is doing it. Like I said, if you know that ain't right, then why would you wanna why would you wanna be involved in that? If you know that's taking you down some simple ways, then why would you want yourself to be involved in that? Let God guide you, let God guide you on your path. Allow him to show you what you are supposed to be doing. And that can be any kind of situation. Like, like um, you know, you know, y'all been at a party, y'all been drinking, y'all been drinking heavy, heavy, but you still finna get behind that car. Like, you know, that is not what you're supposed to be doing. You that you know that has no 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 God in that. So that situation is bound to be dead. Or you know, say say you got invited to a party that you know is gonna have guns, drugs, and all these other sinful things that's involved in. It's, it, you're setting yourself up a failure because it has no God in it. So just for the sake of yourself and the sake of your soul, just eliminate, just eliminate yourself from the situation at all. And I'm going to just let you know right now that all that drinking and turning up is not pleasing to God. It really is not. And I'm going to tell you about me, y'all. I'm a veteran. Preferably, I was in the Navy. So y'all know the turn up was very real for me. I'm talking about I'm drinking bottles on bottles on bottles, a bottle a day. I'm talking about when I get off duty, I'm going straight to the bar. I'm going to have me, I'm going to start off with me a shot, a shot of Crown. And I'm going to give me a, a, a Jack, a Jack and Jack and Coke double. And then I'll probably give me some more shots. And an hour within that, I'm already blacked out drunk. You think God was pleasing? I, I'm pretty sure he was not. I'm glad I changed my life. Amen. Amen. Now, it's okay to have a little drink every now and then to celebrate your achievements or to celebrate your life. Or, you know, when you're out eating, you know, barbecue with the family, something like that. But it's a problem when you take it too far. And when I say take it far, I mean that's when you, you get so drunk that you're blacking out and you just don't have no control no more. 
you can't even control yourself. So how do you expect Jesus to take control? And like when I say when I say take control, like you know when you blacked out drunk, your body's on autopilot. So and how I'm gonna break this down towards y'all, like you're not really controlled of what you're doing no more, right? Your body just out here just doing what it what it wants now. And I look at it as like our body was born in sin, right? So if we don't have no conscience on our mind no more, the alcohol got our mind all screwed up. I think I believe our body is gonna automatically start doing start sinning, y'all. That's what I believe in. So that's why I believe that we should not begin just drunk out here, y'all. Like our mind ain't right. Like our mind is not even on God anymore. Our mind is is, is pretty much gone. The only thing moving is your flesh or and, and the evil that's within your flesh at this point, y'all. So that's where I feel like that's going. That's headed at. Instead of getting drunk off that wine or shots or, or whatever it is you get drunk, it's better to get drunk off the Holy Spirit. It is a lot more intoxicating. I promise you that. You will feel a, you will feel a whole lot better. You will, it's a whole new level of, of high, uh, high. It's, it's, it's a Christ-like high, if I can put it in that sense. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now move on to verse 21. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as you as to the Lord. For a husband, for a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or a sprinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ cares for the church, and we are the members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Y'all ain't know by now, Paul is really telling us how we should be living through Christ in all these situations that we're going through. So right now, he don't, he, Paul done dropped a little marriage counseling on us for the ones that is married and for the ones that is looking to get married. I believe that any marriage that is not built on the foundation of Jesus Christ will eventually fail. The husband and wife should always submit to Christ before they begin to submit to each other. Amen. When you go when you when you go through marriage, the husband and the wife becomes one. They become a single unit. So that's why it's, that's why it's important. Paul is telling us that we should respect each other. We should submit to each other because we are one, right? So if we are if we are one unit now, we are one entity now. Why, as a husband, would I just be beating my wife or? Calling out, calling her out her name and disrespecting her in all these manners, um, cheating around on her or just, 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 just being all around bad to her. 
that's like I'm being bad to myself. I am, I'm slapping myself in the face. I'm beating on myself. Why would I do that? Because remember, we are one. And for the wives, why would you belittle your husband, down your husband, not encourage your husband, or, you know, cheat around on him or anything? Because you wouldn't do that to yourself. You wouldn't lie to yourself. You wouldn't disrespect yourself. So it's imperative that as husband together, as husband and wife, you are one together. You should respect each other and submit to each other. Because we all know, as the Bible said, the man is the head and the wife, as, as Christ is the head of the church. And the, and as we and as the as we submit ourselves to Christ, as illustration, as the the wife should submit herself to the husband. So in all, we should love each other the way that Christ loved the church, and we all know how much Christ loved that church, right? Amen. So we got as, as for the ones that's having problems out, out there in their marriages, not y'all just need to go ahead and reevaluate everything and bring Jesus Christ back into y'all marriage. That is the only way. I'm thankful for my fiance, my soon-to-be wife, because she has definitely put this thing on Jesus Christ. So I and and it, and I'm just telling y'all like life is life is a lot. It's a lot easier now. It's a lot better now. We it's a lot more understanding. It's a lot more communication. It's a, it's 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 great communication when you got Jesus Christ in the midst. It's like any conversation you can just talk about Jesus Christ anytime. She definitely gonna break it up anytime. I'm just right there listening to him. What you said now? All right, I got you. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> amen. So, y'all, just love, man. Just love. Marriage is a beautiful thing, y'all. So, just make sure, man, we respect each other, man. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm going to continue on to Ephesians 6, chapter 6, verse 1. Children, children, obey your parents. Because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Fathers, that's for me, y'all. <laughs> do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. See now, Paul is Paul giving us how to live one on one right now. See, right now he's giving us that parents one on one. To all the children that is being disrespectful and rebellious to the parents, if y'all listening right now, if I got some children that's is, that's listening to me right now, y'all better watch yourself because what you're doing is not pleasing to God. As you as you see here, you only shortening your days. And as parents, we should not be provoking our children. We should not be, I know sometimes as parents, we have a lot of pressure on us, right? A lot of stress, you know, with our jobs, with just the world in general. So we should not come home with the, with the bear, with the, with the burdens of the world and just take it out on our children. Like call them stupid or like just disrespecting our children because we mad with ourselves or we mad or somebody else make us mad. That is not the way that Christ intended, intended us to live either. We should instead, you know, love our children because they, they do belong to God. They will see his first. He's the one that blessed us with the children first. So we just need to, you know, bring them up in Christ. That's what I'm doing with my two, two youngs right now. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that belt on the two because the Bible also told me you spoiled a ride, you spoiled a child. But you just have to, they're young, they, they, their minds are growing. So it's better to put Christ in their mind before you put anything else in their mind. Because um, we was all children at one time, right? 
we all knew that we all went to church and we was at that point we, we was at that certain point that we didn't want to listen no more as soon as we got out of the house so we spent doing when we want to do what we wanted to do but i guarantee you the fact that jesus was already planted at me in a young age i finally got my act cleaned up a lot sooner than most people have so i'm, th I'm thankful for that and i know that my kids will be thankful for that in the long run as well because when they get to older they're going to have already have the wisdom they're going to already have the spirit of Jesus within them. So they're going to know, they're already going to know how to handle certain situations. Amen. 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 I'll move on to verse five. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm, as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favors. So with this scripture, y'all, in this day and age, we don't really have the the idea of slavery and masters no more. So the best way that God brought it to me as far as relate to, to the time we have now as far as like um, bosses and employees. So if you know you if you have if you're working for someone, then this pretty much tells me, you know, do the job at your best capability. And you know, do it, do it with do it in the sense that you have God in there. Do it with do it with grace. You know, do it with the best of your ability. You know, make make your boss happy for you. But you know, and, and I'm looking at it this way: that if if whatever you're doing, if your boss has you doing something that is not of God, then you probably shouldn't be working for that person anymore. You probably should go ahead and find a, another route to go to. And for the bosses out there, you shouldn't be trying to rule over your employees with an iron fist. You need to treat them with the same respect because there is always there's someone that's always greater than you. We all serve a greater master, and that master is, is God. So that is letting us know, like pretty much treat treat each other the same respect up and down the the, um, the corporate ladder or or far as whatever whatever um job that you have. Amen. Amen. And that's pretty much I'm gonna speak on that. I'm gonna continue on to verse ten. And this is one of my favorites in the Bible, actually. A final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will stand, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, 
which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right word so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Amen. Amen. Every time I read that scripture, y'all, I feel like a command, a commando, like what's that? What's the um, movie with Sylvester Stallone? Rambo. I feel like Rambo. Like y'all, that's how y'all need to feel out here in this, in this world that we in today. I truly believe we are in the end times and we have been for a while now. Just look at the world around us, y'all, and all the evil that is going on. We are in a spiritual warfare. An unseen battle. World War One, World War Two, the Civil War, the Cold War, the war on terrorism is nothing compared to the spiritual battle that we are in right now. Y'all understand that? Like we are really in a in a in a battle for our very souls right now. The devil wants to claim each and every one of our souls, and he will use every trick and unholy ta tactic to do so. We can't expect to fight him with guns, knives, grenades, or nuclear warheads or anything like that. Like Paul said, we're not fighting flesh, we're not fighting flesh-filled enemies. Like I'm not fighting an enemy overseas or anything like that. We're fighting against evil spirits, y'all. We're fighting against demonic entities. We're fighting against the devil itself, y'all. Amen. Amen. We have to use the whole armor of God. When we made the decision to lay our life down for the Lord, we voluntarily we voluntarily enlisted ourselves into the into the army of the of the Lord. Like I'm a, I'm a Navy vet, y'all. So I, I am I feel like I am ready. I'm out here ready for him. I'm ready for anything the devil has to offer me. Glory to God. He has equipped us with the finest defense equipment and the finest weaponry, the belt of truth. God is not a man which is a lie. So all of God's children are truthful. All, the only thing we're going to speak is the truth, right? We got the armor of righteousness. We live, we live, we live in a right, we walk a righteous path the same way that Christ did. Right? Right. We have the shoes of peace. Now that we now that we got now that Jesus has entered our life, we have ultimate peace now. We have we have made peace with all our mistakes and all ourselves because we know. That God, that Jesus came down and died for all the sins. So we have that inner peace within ourselves. So the devil can never come, come bring that, take that peace away from us. Because it's God given. Amen. 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 We have the shield of faith. That faith is that we believe that Jesus died for us, that died for us. The fact that we believe that the devil cannot throw any idea or, or any or any tactic or he can't use any false prophet to shake our faith, y'all. We stand firm out here on this battlefield. Amen. Amen. We have the helmet of salvation. We have the we have the we have the helmet of salvation upon our heads, Lord. So that means our mind is protected. Jesus has our mind. There's nobody that can't put any unclean or unholy ideas in our mind as well. They can't make us think a certain way. The devil can't send no headshots, y'all. It ain't gonna work. That bullet gonna bounce off, y'all. Amen. Amen. And last but not least, we have the sword of the Holy Spirit. 
which is the living word of God. Now, God equipped each and every single one of us with this Bible, y'all. The Bible has the living word. It has the living word within it. It has all, all the good news, the gospel that we should be spreading towards each other. That is nothing but positivity through the Lord. The devil is nothing but negativity. We have the light. The Bible is light. The devil is something with darkness. Darkness cannot cannot stay in the same room where there is light. So with that Bible, we're always going to ward off ward off the enemy attacks. That is that's what we're going to use to fight back. We're going to use to fight back with that Bible. Amen. 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 With all these holy items equipped, the devil or his legion of evil spirits do not stand a chance against us, y'all. We will always rise victorious. Stay vigilant, my brothers and sisters. The enemy is always looking for a weak spot so he can attack. Keep your guard up and keep that armor on at all times. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen. That is the word for today, y'all. I thank y'all for tuning in to me. I really hope that y'all understand that this, these are the ways that we should really be living our lives. God intended us to live a holy and peaceful life. We should not be living a very simple life, especially when we call ourselves a child of God. If we call ourselves a child of God and we out here doing simple things, then we are a lie. We're only lying to ourselves. Amen? Amen. And, and y'all, really, really, it's, it's nothing. It's, this is nothing really to joke about that. I really do believe we are in the end times. The devil wants our children. The devil wants you. The devil wants our parents. The devil wants, just wants all of us to fall, fall to his feet. He wants us to bow down to him. But we all know the one that we that we all we know the one that everyone's going to bow down to in the end, and that is God. Jesus, that is Jesus. Jesus is the one that's going to come and rule us, rule over all of us. And He is the way. The devil will never be the way. You need to know that the devil has already been defeated anyway, y'all. He has no power. He has no power over us. He has no power over our children. He has no power over our finances. He has no power over our lives at all. So remember, y'all, just keep, just stay in y'all prayer life. Stay in the word, y'all. Equip yourselves. Protect your mind. Don't let anybody come shake your faith, y'all. Ward off all the enemy attacks, y'all. Amen? Amen. I'm going to close this out with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and we just thank you for the word that you have gave us, dear Lord. We, we, we know that we are weak in our flesh at most times, Lord, but please send your spirit down to strengthen us, Lord. Allow... Keep reminding us that Jesus is the one that came to save us all, Lord. He is the one that died for our sins, Lord. We know that the enemy is out after our souls, Lord, but we ask that you equip us with the whole armor of God, Lord. The whole armor that was mentioned in Ephesians, dear God. Allow us to use that as protection against any demonic entity, any demonic tactic, any witch, any 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 spell caster, Lord. We just ask that you protect us, Lord. Allow us to all stand together. On the faith, dear God, allow us to keep that shield up, dear God. Allow us to just minister to each to one another, dear God, as brothers and sisters, dear God, in your in your name, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you for tuning in to Wednesday night Bible study as we study and grow together in fellowship in the living word of God. With Brother Gerard Williams, I thank you all, brothers and sisters, for tuning in every Sunday and Wednesday, getting that praise, getting that word and fellowship. Because we are young and we are going through times of uncertainty, but one thing we are certain about is God. Let's continue to grow and support and 
fellowship with each other. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to WIFE, Walk in Faith Everyday Ministries. Don't forget, share us with a friend that might need the living word of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you.